I think uh, I tell myself to to enjoy student years uh, and not really overthink about whether or not what you're doing is the good choice because there is always a way to reach your goal. Welcome to Secrets of the City, the show where we uncover the stories behind the people who work in the highly lucrative yet enigmatic jobs of the City of London. I'm your host, Ayush Santalia, and today we speak to Syriac Teed. Currently an associate consultant at Bain in London, Syriac grew up in the northeast of France before studying engineering at École Centrale de Lyon and then management at Imperial College in London. But between those degrees, Syriac took a gap year where he did a bunch of different things which we'll talk about during the show. First, he spent a few months working at a small solar heat startup in Bordeaux. He then worked at EY in Paris for six months. And finally, he went to Cape Town in South Africa, where he interned at a social enterprise that helped make basic social products and FMCG products more affordable for the local population. That was my first, uh, my first time in Cape Town. Uh, my mother went there uh, when she was younger. And yeah, when this opportunity arose, I was like, I'm going to take it. I, I mean, I had the opportunity to go also to Cambodia, but I had to make a choice. And it was probably easier with Cape Town because it was on the same time zone as France. So, I mean, it was very far away from my place, but I was still like, you know, not that far away from my family because I could call them. Uh, if anything was wrong, because that was my first time being that far away from my place. And how did you find working in a socially conscious business, which is obviously very different from working at EY or Bain, which are, you know, large profit making companies or even a startup, you know, where obviously money is, is much more important as an end goal. What was the experience like working in more of a social enterprise? So that was that was definitely enlightening because um it was not the same kind of vibe in which you have to fulfill uh, objectives to make more more money, more profits for the company, etc. Yeah. There's like a different goal and, and the goal really drives you to achieve your small tasks. I would say one of the main difference is that uh, the amount of like resource, resources available to you is not the same because every every social impact businesses especially at an early stage is still like building processes still like trying to like try things out that was really hard and challenging but when you know the reason why you're doing this internship and you know that like you're gonna impact directly the lives of some people that really motivates you even even if it's not the same context as in a big corporations in which you are being paid uh quite well or or when you have like objectives and reviews it's 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 a different like vibe i'd say and what was it like living in south africa for four months so at first because i did my own research uh i was quite like not scared but i was like quite apprehensive about like what it would be like because you... Yeah, I mean, one of the things you read about with South Africa, for example, is the high crime rates. And obviously that's not going to be true everywhere you go, but it's still going to be a concern. Exactly, yeah. So I had like strong misconceptions on like the crime rate of like the security, the safety of the people there. But Cape Town was a very like cool city in which you can like go for a hike. Uh, you can go like uh, surfing. Also being far from home actually was, was nice. I was never... Uh, as I said, uh, I've never been that far away from my place and, and it was like kind of yeah. a moment to breathe, a moment to like think about what you want to do like after school because as I said, it was during my gap year. So really wanted to, you know, like take this moment for me yeah. also. I want to talk to you a bit more about your other internships during your gap year, in particular 
your six months at EY in Paris. EY is obviously a huge multinational corporation with tens of thousands of employees in its offices around the world. And I imagine that would be very different from working at a startup in Bordeaux, which I don't know how big that was, but you know, can't have been huge. And even working in, in Cape Town for what I imagine was a pretty small company. How did you find it was different working for such a large organization versus working for much smaller businesses? Well, at the time I was working in this startup in Bordeaux, we were, there were seven of us and it was, I think, really great to interact directly with the CTO and the CEO. Everything was quicker in terms of delay between design and execution. Uh, I remember one morning I was yeah. designing a new algorithm to, to predict the energy outputs given the tracking of the sun throughout the day. And the following morning, we were already testing this model in our real size uh, testing ground. So I'd say the first main difference is the hierarchy, which is probably heavier in a large corporation like EY, in which, for instance, your work is being reviewed by several layers before, um, before it actually gets submitted to, to the top level. I think yeah. the second main difference uh, is the, as I said, the amount of resources available uh, to you. Big corporations can provide you with more training, more, more exposure to other diverse individuals and more tools in general. The, the, the third difference between small and large businesses is the evolution path. Um, in large corporations, you, you pretty much know where you will be in two, five or 10 years, given how well you perform in your job. While in small corporations, yeah. uh, these processes are more often than not still being designed, depending on the evolution of the, the the evolution stage of the startup. So, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's better to be in large corporations to evolve. Uh, I I say it's probably less risky yeah. because the amount of uncertainty is is very limited, and the evolution speed in in small firms yeah. is more volatile. I think, and more dependent on factors that you don't have full control on. It's interesting you bring up the career path and the evolution cycle in a large company because some of the people that I've spoken to previously on the show have said that the fact that, you know, when you join a large consultancy, you know that in two to two and a half years, you're probably going to get promoted. And then in another couple of years, you're going to get promoted again. And often people say that they find that a bit restrictive. Whereas if you're to work in a slightly more fluid organization, you you don't know what you're going to be doing in five years, but you, you know, you may fly through the ranks and suddenly before you realize it, you are, you know, doing really, really well. Do you prefer either of those different types of systems or do you think both have their own place in companies? I think, yeah, spot on. I think they're both good for different reasons and it really depends on uh, on your yourself, on your nature, on like the amount of risk that you're able to to work with and to live with. So yeah. I know that myself, I'm, if you're familiar with the MBTI frame, I'm a strong J. So I really like when things are getting planned and very well organized. Now, for those of you who don't know what the MBTI system is, it stands for Meyer-Briggs Type Indicator. And it's basically a personality test which identifies the way that people perceive the world. The J part of the test, which stands for judging, basically describes people who prefer to have rules, like to have things set out in front of them, they're a bit more logical. And the opposite of that, which is P for perceiving, describes people who are a bit more spontaneous or prefer to leave their options open and be a bit more flexible with their attitude to life. I'd recommend you Google it if you want to learn more, but that is just a little bit of context for the rest of the show. 
most consultants are, 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 are Jays and this is the reason also why they fit well into this like process of like review system, promotion pass, as you said. I think if you are a strong J, you will probably love the the, the, the low level of risk in, in the promotion, uh, sorry, in the evolution path in, in a big corporations. But if you're willing to take this extra risk and having like this amount of uncertainty in, in your life and you really want to like explore different paths, I think like small corporations are also great because you can design your own career the way you want. And at what point before Bain did you actually figure out that you wanted to do consulting? To be fair, I didn't really, like, I was not 100% into consulting before I took this gap year. The more I evolved through it, my gap year, and I think especially at EY, I realized that the, the, the rhythm, the work rhythm of consulting was definitely something that I could be interested in. So before starting, just before starting my last year of study, I knew I wanted to do consulting for a couple of, of reasons actually more a couple than a couple of reasons but i knew yeah. that is this is what i was uh looking to pursue for the the start of my career and what were those reasons that you decided to go into consulting so yeah. first i think uh it's the stimulation provided by na the nature of the job itself um you really have the yeah. opportunity to to get your hands on very complex problems that um materialize to tangible actions in everyday's life and I think consulting provides yeah. you with this stimu stimulation and this opportunity to, to tackle complex challenges and, and see the direct impact of your contribution. Do you think that actually happens though? Because one of the conceptions about consulting is that you give high level strategic advice, but at the end of the day, it's up to the company that you're giving the advice to, whether they want to actually implement the strategy. And if they do decide to go ahead with it, it might take them you know, many years to actually see the results of it. So have you found that you've actually been able to see the results of the advice that you're giving or is it a bit more complicated than that? So I'd say it really depends of like the nature of the case you're working on. I think in those kind of cases in which you you give like actionable recommendations, like very targeted and specific, it happens quite a lot. But when it's more more high level, as you say, like more about like strategy, career organizations, things are like probably getting like more slowly and probably they will like also hire a consulting company specialized in implementation. So for those kinds of jobs, yes, it takes time. But for the kind of job in which you give specific actionable recommendations, I think it's pretty much like you, you can really see the impact of your job quite, quite, uh, quite soon. Yeah. Okay, super interesting. Just going back to the original question then, what were the other reasons that you decided to go into consulting? Another motivation is uh, for me to go into consulting is the, the scope of possibilities offered by consulting companies. Uh, you don't really have to narrow yourself in, in a particular industry or a single function. Uh, you can really develop expertise in a broad variety of skills uh, to be applied to numerous sectors. Um, I think for someone who really wants to build adaptability and flexibility, as well as to understand issues faced by companies in different sectors, um, yeah. I'd say that consulting provides a very great environment. And, yeah. and finally, um, the third reason, and I think it's the most important for me, is that you always keep on learning new stuff. Um, even if you decide at, at a certain point in your career, uh, you only want to do consumer goods or financial services, I think that consulting evolves with the industry it serves. And I genuinely love the fact that 
uh, you start from a point where you don't really know anything in particular uh, about a company or a concept and you absorb yeah. this knowledge to finally become not an expert but definitely more aware and knowledgeable about how things work. There's something else which you touched on which is that in consulting you don't necessarily confine yourself into a specific industry or into a specific function and there are lots of different types of jobs that you can do as a consultant. You can do due diligence, you can do strategy, you can do implementation. What would you say are the types of projects that Bain specifically specializes on and is well known for? Yeah, um, so I, I think that Bain, Bain really specializes and is really great in uh, private equity. They are like known to be the top uh, consulting company for uh, doing uh, due diligences and also like post acquisition work. Um, unfortunately, I haven't done my rotation in the private equity group yet. Uh, this is something I really want to do uh, quite soon, but you know, depending on the staffing process and the pipeline, you're not always uh, able to do whatever you want. Do you get to choose that, they or you, or they will kind of tell you at some point you're in the private equity ring fence now? Um, I was supposed to start my rotation after six months, so in in March, but because of COVID nineteen and work from home, uh, they told us that it's really hard to start your rotation while being uh, distant from other other team members because private equity um especially at, at Bain is very very intense uh the work the working hours are quite high and and you really have to dedicate yourself uh 110%. So what kind of projects have you been able to do in the 8 or 9 months that you've been at Bain for? So I'm completing my third project as we speak and I've seen um two different sectors so far. The first one is uh, advanced manufacturing and services. So it's big industrial companies. Uh, and the second one is uh, was in FMCG, so fast, move, uh, fast moving consumer goods. The first two projects uh, in, in the AMS sector were post acquisition work after a PE fund acquired them. So the first one was uh, organizational design. The second project was again in the AMS sector performance improvement for a business of this company, mainly about optimizing the size of their workforce to match their revenue targets. And and finally, uh, the last project, the one I'm still doing at the moment, is um, kind of strategy design for, um, for a consumer products company. So we are uh, helping them to go public in the next two, three years. So that sounds very much high level, I know, but what I do in yeah. this case takes the format of uh, short sprints uh, on specific tasks based on the, class, the client most pressing needs. So we, there is no real like pattern of what I will be doing in the next month. I'll probably know what I will be doing in the yeah. next one to two weeks, given uh, what the client is asking us to do. It's more like support. So we call it strategy design, but it's more like support for a long a long term strategy. So it's a lot. It's a lot of working with the client and they will tell you can you make a uh you know a 20 page or 50 page slide deck for this topic that we want to explore and then you'll do that for the next two weeks and then after that they'll tell you something else to do and then you'll do that and that's kind of the rhythm of the project exactly you have it correctly uh this is the reason why i call it sprints because you know when you have like to get this deck out the three days before like getting this deck out are kind of like hella crazy uh and then 
when you've actually submitted the deck, you're like, okay, what else? What 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 should I do in my in my life? You know, and you really have to to take advantage of that, like this slow time uh, during which you just uh, have this moment to breathe before the next sprint. Yeah, no, it's true. What do you what do you end up doing in when you're off on on the beach or in between projects and stuff? Yeah, what I end up doing is. <laughs> In here, I'm also going to be very honest. I first uh, start to do my personal admin. So, you know, when you have like to pay uh, those bills that you've put on your to-do list and they just like stay on your to-do list for so long because you didn't find the time to do it before the motivation. Uh, So, yeah, I think the first time I do is do my personal admin or, you know, like uh, sometimes I also want to do some shopping. So I just like do some online shopping because... I don't really have the time to do it. Um, even like I'd say, like during weekend I can do it, but during weekend I I, I try to rest and not like having that much of like high paced uh, uh, life. Just changing topics a little bit. Was there anything about your job at Bain that surprised you? Very good question. I was really surprised by how good, I mean, how good culture is crucial to your personal and and professional development. Um, I obviously don't have a lot of comparison points to reasonably say that Bain is the best culture I've ever came across. But I think that from all the interviews I've been doing during the milk round uh, in 2019, uh, I was really impressed by about like how how all the Bainies I've came across were on the same wavelength. And, And at first I was like, is it because they're on the recruiting duty and they have to generate a positive attitude to convince me that Bain is a great environment. And actually, yes, I was, I was actually, I was, I was surprised not only when I joined, but also when we had these onboarding events uh, that everyone was displaying the same mindset and the same culture, very much people oriented um, and very specific to Bain. We have this, this, this motto uh, of ours that says, a Bainy never lets another Bainy fail. So I know it can sound very childish, but it turns out to be very uh, rela- relatable and very true. Do you guys have company trips and well, I guess more difficult now due to COVID-19, but do you have offsite visits and social events that happen through Bain? Yeah, so th- there's like a very uh, repeatable process of uh, for this. So we have <clears throat> normally uh, winter and summer events. Um, so twice a year, um so for the moment i've only been to the summer event we we go in like cool place that is like rent for only for bain and we we just where did you go last year we went to the barbican center so the conservatory of the barbican center so it was a really great uh, like party we we get to like interact with every baney uh like from associate consultant which is the entry level to partners which are like normally the top level in consulting you get also to interact with uh hr folks or like with um you know admin guys so that's that's really great and you really like you you don't you don't really speak about work you really like get to know the people more you know so that's that's a great experience and i think bain is doing a great job at like linking people and bridging people together yeah that's nice do you have any aspirations it might be too early to think about this now but do you have any aspirations beyond consulting, maybe going back into social impacts or going back into something more engineering related? Or are you pretty, you know, do you see yourself maybe becoming partner at Bain? Like, what, what do you see yourself doing in the next five, 10 years? That's a tough question. I think at this point in my career, I 
don't really know and i think this this would be like a common answer uh when you ask like yeah. a junior consultant but i think if i have to give you to give you something i'm i'm deeply interested by the energy and, and natural resources industry i think it would it would like help me leverage also my engineering background and and yeah i think i really like to know more uh, about this sector from also a higher level perspective so I think it's a perspective that I think Bain would help me understand. And at the same time, I also have this um, engineering skill set that would help me like probably thrive in this industry. So, yeah, I think that this would be probably an industry that I'd like to that I could see myself have my career in. But I don't exclude the possibility of going further at Bain. I mean, I don't I don't I can't box myself right now into into like saying I'm going to stay yeah, like five years at Bain and going to go in private equity like for three years after that etc like I don't I really I genuinely don't know my last question which I discuss with everyone who comes on the show is if you had to give yourself uh, like young Syriac 10-15 years ago a piece of advice what would that be I think uh, I tell myself to to enjoy student years uh, and not really overthink about whether or not what you're doing is the good choice because there is always a way to reach your goal. Uh, you know, this has been a tendency for me to think that if, for instance, I was not in the right school, then a lot of opportunities won't be accessible. For instance, um, in, in France, if you don't really like belong to the top 10 schools, engineering and business schools, uh, most of the consulting companies won't screen you in. And this is, I think, something that I was probably overthink, overthinking too much. And and yeah, young, younger Syriac would probably benefit from this advice because at the end of the day, I'm I'm doing the job that I wanted to do. And even if I didn't go through like the normal way in France, you know. That was Syriac on this episode of Secrets of the City. If you like the show, please remember to subscribe to the podcast and like us on Facebook or LinkedIn. Thanks for listening in and I'll see you next time.